0: Unfiltered. Brought to you by Investor Ladder. Hello, this is Ivan Meekins and welcome back to the Climb Podcast. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how video games can be used as a platform to spread awareness on important issues in the world. You know, with the world flocking more and more to... Digital platforms, things like gaming, gaming mechanics, and gamification are going to play a much bigger role in the lives of everyday people, you know, not just the gamer geeks. And two inspiring young entrepreneurs see an opportunity here. They see a way to use games as a platform to spread awareness around an issue that's not being discussed enough, both in grassroots and in professional sports. Isaac Lockett and Freya are on a mission to use video games to spread awareness and educate people more about a big issue in sports, which is concussions. Medical student and gaming nerd Isaac and doctoral training student Freya make the perfect team to tackle this subject. In this interview, we discuss the impact concussion has on players who play impact sports at grassroots level and why it's not being taken seriously enough in sports at any level. Isaac and Freya share their vision of how popular video games like FIFA, NHL, NBA and Madden can help break the stigma around this invisible injury and get more people talking about it and treating it appropriately. It's a great example of how entrepreneurs can leverage existing platforms to share their message without having to start from scratch. So, super keen to get stuck in. Here we go. Isaac, Freya, thank you guys so much for joining this conversation on Climb 23. I guess we could get straight to it and like talk a little bit about like what made you guys want to focus on concussion and how you chose video games as the medium to
1: to teach that. I kind of had the idea and then I, I brought up very along with me. So we come from very different kind of backgrounds. My background is from a research perspective. So I've got undergraduate degrees and masters in, in sports kind of topics. I also work in the medical industry, so I kind of have that crossover between concussion and, and sports uh, and medical impacts in sport okay. and I also play a lot of video games and then I've kind of put the two together with the with the recent news about the different various lo- lawsuits that are opening up about concussion and, and the increased awareness of it and and was like oh there's actually a gap here and, and there's an unmet need here that, that could be challenged brilliant And what's your sort of background into this?
2: So I started playing rugby in my undergraduate degree doing bio veterinary sciences, ended up having three concussions in two years um, and not really knowing what a concussion was until I started my master's, or MRes, sorry, researching concussion in women's rugby. So I always thought stuff of the brain is really interesting, but kind of that personal experience and having been a player and how important it is to get the messaging right. So that's why I'm kind of so keen to be involved.
0: For sure. You had three concussions in in the year in two years in two years christ what was that like
2: i didn't really give them much thought like the first one not we clean out and it was very much the rugby mindset shut up be on with it yeah and a lot of players find they don't realize how concussed they are or how not okay they are and that's something i'd really like to change kind of if i'd had pitch side health which a lot of people don't i probably might not have had the second one because kind of concussions once you've had one you're more likely to get another one sure And i think my story is almost quite typical of Women, particularly in grassroots rugby.
0: God, yeah. There seems to be, like, in sports, well, a lot more like awareness around concussions. So in football recently as well, the, the rules that they introduced are like hand, injury, hand injury, so they have to stop the games. So it seems like there's a bit more awareness of what's happening. What, what's your take on like the current awareness level of concussions in sports in
1: general?
2: Yeah, so some teams are really good. They do it to the letter. They have mandatory education every season. Particularly the older players, they make playing decisions. So they might duck out of a tackle, they don't feel safe, or they might take an extra week off just to look after their future health. Whereas younger players, I think, play in kind of a bit more of a sacrificial way.
1: Right. I think it depends on the level. The awareness increases as you go up the, uh, the spotting tournament. Mm-hmm. At kind of primary school age, when, when kids are first introduced to sport, Teachers aren't necessarily aware of a concussion. Right. The the Football Association have introduced rules now that limits the number of headers that a child is able to do right. during training sessions and things like that. For me personally, and, and Freya, please kind of disagree, concussion is just a word at the minute. People understand that it is a word that exists. They don't necessarily understand what a concussion actually means or what to be concussed actually looks like and how it impacts people. The concept that we're trying to introduce here is helping to deepen that level and take it to the next understanding where people say, actually, yeah, I know the word concussion, but I also know what it means in terms of its impact on on the health of individuals. That's so sort of just basically my understanding of it. Like if you ask me what a concussion is, I probably wouldn't
0: be able to give you a very good answer. So just give us a bit of a breakdown of what, what is a concussion really and, and how it does affect people.
2: Yeah, so it's a subset of mild traumatic brain injury. It's caused by a force applied to the head. One of the misconceptions is that something actually has to hit your head. It doesn't. It could be a direct blow. It can be kind of a whiplash effect. So you see it in rugby a lot, people get tackled and their head will fly back. Yeah. That's enough to cause a concussion. What's really difficult with them is the transient nature of symptoms. So they might appear instantly or kind of hours or days later. And a lot of these symptoms are really subjective, like vision problems, difficulty sleeping. Just a lot of, for a lot of people, it's not feeling quite right. That's hard to prove, especially if your teammates don't believe you, or it's an important match. And that's kind of where it gets really complicated.
1: And just to kind of add on to it, I think what a concussion is is it's still quite a stigmatized medical condition within okay. within different cultures and within different communities. Right. A lot of people, for example, on social media, when you see a player who is missing an important match due to a concussion, so they should just get something and get on with it. Right. And it's that kind of stigma that that we're looking to challenge. So. Alongside a kind of a phrase description of of what it is biologically, it's also a social condition, I would say. Okay. In that there's still obviously a lot of conversation around it and it's not as concrete as as a clear diagnosis due to the nature of the symptoms. Interesting. Why do you think it's so stigmatized? Because you can't see it. Okay. It's like an invisible injury. Yeah, it's uh, for me, to an extent, I would put it in the same category as a mental illness. When a player takes a mental illness break the, the fans and the spectators can't see it. And because they can't see it, they question whether it's actually real or not. And I think that generates a lot of stigma. Obviously, we're, we're recording this in, in England, where the general mental health awareness and the general concussion awareness kind of hand-in-hand in hand are increased. I think in, in other cultures, head injuries and, and the kind of symptoms they create also do still involve a lot of stigmatising. In communities, the lack of acceptance that head injuries do impact people is is where the stigma kind of stems from. Yeah. Have you seen
0: any specific cases of people who have really struggled with this or is it more kind of general?
1: There are, there are some really tragic cases, unfortunately, in the States where there's a lot more high-impact sports. So okay. American football and ice hockey, yeah, we're... Where multiple concussions have led to the development of a concussion a condition called CTE, where it has unfortunately led to suicides. It's led to kind of I don't know how graphic we want to be, but it has led to led to murders where people have have suddenly developed a psychotic episode, and whilst it's not directly from a concussion, it is kind of the buildup of, of multiple impacts and multiple concussions. Okay. So the concussion is bad enough, but then it may cause other
0: mental illnesses as a result of not being treated or just it, it, you suffering from something you may not understand.
2: Yeah, and in terms of kind of work and school life, if people have kids they need to feed, work they need to go back to, it's kind of how tolerant is their job of their injury, just work, believe their injury. Yeah. I've just finished some interviews with rugby players who've been concussed, and a lot of them say it's really hard to find help after concussion. Well, So they go to the doctor and kind of don't really get anything from it. They go to any and just get a leaflet. So it's kind of about giving people the tools to recover from concussion well.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. So let's talk a
1: little bit about your mission there. because you chose video games as the medium to kind of raise awareness on this? Where did that come about? I've kind of taken Freya down the down the video game kind of hole with me, willingly or
2: <laughs> if it does a good thing.
1: Like <laughs> so, like for me, video games are is one of the biggest industries globally the good thing about video games is that it cuts across cultures it cuts across geographic boundaries to a greater extent there's obviously some areas of the world where where this idea will mean absolutely nothing but for for a large kind of population it will hopefully lead lead to something the idea of video games first of all there are a lot of different video games that this could apply to uh so you've got like fifa you've got madden for the american football you've got MLV the show for for baseball fans and wwe 2k for the for the wrestling fans all of which have a slightly different demographic audience yep Um, and that's kind of the the first kind of sticking point is how do we reach a a large amount of people and video games are are able to do that across various different kind of traditional blockages for for people to get messages out okay interesting so how would that work then? I mean, how, how would you go about educating people about concussion via the video game? So I think I'll kind of talk about the, the how and then the frame kind of touch on the, the messaging. For me, it's, it's about embedding into what already exists. Yep. So I'm not saying for one second that I want to turn FIFA into Concussion Simulator 24. That's not, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. It's, it's generating concussion so it exists in the video game space. So at the minute a player can break the leg, a player can break their arm, a player can stub their toe and then be out for a certain amount of time, concussion doesn't exist at all in in the video game space. Right. And obviously, as we know, it it is a thing that does have an impact in the real world. Yeah. And that's where the the what kind of is. What we are looking to do is, is introduce concussion so a player can become concussed. And does need time out of the of the video game, and then and then it's all due to the messaging. Tell me a little bit more about the messaging, then. So how would that work?
2: So coming kind from of from a position where I used to play, if anyone turned up and said you're having a lecture concussion, mm-hmm. I'd be repelled by it. I don't want to go on through a pitch knowing all the ways I can get injured. So I think Isaac's idea is to teach people in a way that kind of they don't realise they're learning. So in a way, it comes. I don't want to say casual, but they see a player gets concussion and they go, "Oh, they follow this protocol and they can come back to play." So i
1: It's just normalizing the yeah, con- normalizing true. the conversation. I think from a from a perspective where you've gone from not being able to have a player become concussed, therefore it remains alien and it remains. That kind of stigmatized thing that, that people in the mainstream aren't aware of to, oh, a player can actually get concussion. Yep. And then, and then as Freya was alluding to, the, the messaging is, is important. So we're not looking to scare people with the messaging. It's just saying actually a concussion does exist. A player will need time off if they get concussion. And there are things that need to be done to, to ensure that player makes a, makes a recovery or, or as Freya likes to say, recover well. Yeah, interesting. Because you mentioned the lower rungs down the kind of sports pyramid you go,
0: the less awareness there is. And also from grassroots level with young kids are probably playing computer games and playing sports at the same time. How impactful do you see the message of concussion being to younger generations uh, who are playing games and being educated on it?
2: Some of the players, particularly young Level, they go on kind of TikTok and they see these compilations of big hits that kind of glorify excessive contact in rugby. And if we could switch the narrative away from glorifying injury to kind of promoting recovery well and being proactive in the face of injury, like injuries in rugby will always happen. The sensible thing to do is go to physio, go to a doctor and follow their steps. So I think a switch in kind of the way rugby is reported to kids would be hugely beneficial.
0: I imagine that being quite a challenge from a high impact sport where your ability to hit people hard is probably what makes you good at the game to a certain extent. What what challenges have you found kind of drawing the kind of the line between not like saying that hitting people is bad, but also educating people on the fact that people can get injured?
2: Yeah, so it's a really difficult line, but I think it's the phrasing and the glorification of it. Like there are videos out there where tackles were result in knockouts and they're called a good tackle or, mm. or look how dominant this tackle was. And it's actually, no, that's really unethical. That's a really poor behavior. We don't want anything to do with that in
1: rugby. Right. And I think there's still the case of you can hit somebody really hard and have a clean tackle. There are certain tackles where they go viral as a, as a, as a hard tackle and everybody goes, yeah, great tackle, but actually they've really damaged the player. But you can still hit somebody well in, in rugby or you can still get in a good ball in cricket that hits somebody's helmet. It's unfortunate, but that's part of the game. Yeah, It's it's like Frey says, it's changing how we we interpret things. In. And the RFU, the, the Rugby Football Union, started to do that with changing the tackle height. You're still going to see hard hits. You, you, we're not saying we want rugby players to, to not tackle each other hard. It, it's sure. saying, let's tackle each other safely. Let's look after each other on the pitch. And also when somebody does put in a big hit, go, cool, good hit. But at least it's a safe one. Okay, good. Just a question about the video game side of things and, and, and how
0: you would like to see it work mm-hmm. from a user interface style. So any particular features of, of the game where you have, or ideas of how you can see that it envelops into the narrative of the game in an entertaining way that people can respond to?
1: My initial concept is by a basic one and I would love to see the initial concepts adopted and researched, which is kind of why we're, why we're here talking about it. Yep. But there is the potential to, to move forward. So my initial kind of one is having commentators talk about, oh, the player's had a head injury, they need to go off for an assessment, or getting like an email. If, if you play kind of simulation games, like, oh, this player suffered a concussion, and they're out for X amount of time. Mm-hmm. Now, whilst players may skip through those messages, it, again, just normalizes it. So, and the initial introduction would be just to normalize the conversation, and yeah. to have the word concussion pop up in video games at uh, at a normal rate, at a normal incidence rate that that kind of can be found in the literature. So, we're not saying every injury has to be a concussion. What we're mm. saying is just to naturally embed it. So. Whether a player gets a concussion or whether a player breaks their leg, the messaging is the same. Yeah. Which is, they can't be put into the team, but they need time off for, for three weeks, I think, for an initial concussion. Okay. And then obviously from that, there is the potential to, to introduce the, the more proactive or reactive steps. So Fraser, you want to talk about the benefits of the next strengthening?
2: Yeah, I'll quickly touch on the three weeks, so that's a minimum. But I suppose that's what we could introduce into the game but yeah there are methods out there now that we're starting to learn more about and that's neck strengthening so the idea is that if you can track your neck quite hard and make your neck quite strong during a tackle your head won't move as much and it's been shown quite a few times to reduce concussion so I think if we could introduce kind of an option where we could introduce neck strength training to the team and have that as a bonus and then maybe the odds of concussion would drop a little Mm. not a huge amount but I think so again I interview players and they don't Know about these, you can't prevent a concussion, but they don't know about these methods to reduce the risk. So I think neck strengthening is very cheap, you can do it at home. So I think if more players understood it, the adoption of it would be better as well.
1: And I, think, I think the beauty of, of things like neck strengthening is we don't have to say neck strengthening to reduce concussion. Right. Again, it's the idea of embedding it. So there are um, a lot of game simulators now where you can like train certain bits of your body so like you can you can have like leg strengthening days if you wanted to play it to be faster and stuff yeah. so it would be something like just like neck strengthening and whilst we are am not saying label it if enough people are reading it and enough people like, oh neck strengthening actually does exist it might kind of inadvertently reduce the amount of concussions because people are are spending the time to to be like the the pro athletes kind of on fifa they are kind of inspired by it to do next strengthening exercises mm. and also when you, i guess when you see your kind of sports heroes become
0: injured with a concussion in a video game you're obviously much more aware likely to want to talk about concussion if you have it as a child as well or as a, as a kid playing sports with as you said it just changes the narrative on how people would we yeah, talk about
1: it. absolutely. And I think the other thing is just kind of touching on the role models that the streaming community also has a potential to carry this. Okay, So not everybody plays the video games that they watch on streams. Those kind of streamers, that are the big ones and the little ones, all have a community and they can spread the message of concussion through playing their video games into that community. Yep. Again, just to normalize it and to... Reduce the stigma that concussions either don't exist, or, or to reduce the stigma that kind of a player doesn't need to when they have a concussion. Good. So, what what's next then for you guys? I mean, what have you got coming up in the pipeline? Yeah. Are there any exciting pictures or projects? Like, where, where where do you take this next? So, this really is the the initial launch of of the idea of introducing concussions into video games. From here, we're, we're looking to, to talk to potentially interested parties about wanting to do some research. So both me and Freya have research backgrounds. We believe that we can take this project to a, to a high standard and research is crucial for this area to make sure that it's introduced properly. So like Freya says, making sure that messaging is correct. Yeah. Making sure again, like Freya says, that we have spoken to the right people. So actually engaging with players. So we're looking to to find some support both in industry and financially to to help us turn this into a reality. So as much as we would love to do this for free and it's something that we're both really passionate about, unfortunately, we both <laughs> have overheads to cover. Of and, um, yeah. so that that's put kind of part of it. But also awesome. it's it's looking for that in industry support. So one thing that I'm very passionate about is reducing research waste. Right. I don't just want to do this specific piece of research and then have it sitting on google for people to read i actually want to turn it into something so i was looking for that industry engagement to say right listen this is something serious it is something that can be addressed relatively easy i would say in terms of just encoding it let us actually work together and and come up with a with a plan to take this forward brilliant so just to clarify then what kind of like who would be the
0: ideal person for you guys to partner with you think
1: for me personally, there are a couple of potential options. Obviously the the big gaming kind of production companies like Ubisoft, EA, yeah. the ones that you see kind of on the front cover of, of all the sporting big sporting titles. But also there's there's some cool foundations out there, the Lego Foundation, do a lot of work with video games and a lot of work with educational techniques through video games. Yeah. So they'd be a really cool people to to work with. I mean for if you got anybody around.
2: I'd love somebody who has really good contacts with players kind of less on the financial side of things but it's quite hard getting reach to players and speaking with them like having a diverse range of players and someone who would facilitate contact with that would be fantastic
1: and I think that's kind of why me and Freya make such a a good team is I am coming at it from more of a of a video game perspective to an extent whereas Freya is actually the, the one that's actually spoken to players that have received concussions and have kind of experience the, the after treatment and it's about engaging both parties to create a kind of industry combined approach fantastic great this has been awesome <laughs> if anyone's listening to this and wants to reach out to you guys to you know have a conversation a- about what you're doing how, how are they going to do that so i'm on linkedin I'll twist it. i'm on twitter i'm on any other or social media platform. <laughs> and then also my email address is very open. I'm happy to to share it kind of in the footnotes of the of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, all, so, all the links would be in the in the show notes below. So if anyone wants to reach out to you,
0: they'll, they'll have the, the right links.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think kind of just as a final note, we're happy to talk to anybody. Whilst we do have people in the back of our head who are the ideal suitor. Yes. It doesn't matter how big or small you are as a games company you still matter and and that contact is still worthwhile to to even have that initial conversation great thank you guys so much it's been great hey
0: guys thanks for listening to climb remember to follow us on itunes and spotify if you've enjoyed what you've heard so far and if you really like it tell your friends about us too because it helps us spread the word Really big thank you to CRSI and Investor Ladder for sponsoring this entire event. And if you wanted to learn more about the Climb event and how to get involved with Investor Ladder and attend Climb 24 next year, please get in touch via the website at InvestorLadder.com forward slash new hyphen events and the team will get back to you. Thanks again, guys. See you soon.